1: Welcome in to the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm your host, Michaela Perkins, and joining me today is Lindsay Smith and Kirsten Susell. I feel like we had to celebrate Women's History Month by having the first Phoenix Sports Podcast of the month be an all girl show, so thanks for joining me, guys.
2: Thanks for having <laughs> Me, I'm looking at uh, us all here on the screen, and Lindsay figured out a way to get
0: taller. And so now I feel like <laughs> I need to copy what's that called? It's the Crisscross applesauce. India you got to sit on your Chris feet. Crisscross apple applesauce. Oh, That's back. what you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lindsay, I want to know how you feel about this. Are you good over there? Are you I higher now? Also, real quick, you know what they say? If you really want to celebrate Women's History Month, Venmo or Cash App your favorite woman $500 that's true
2: oh shit they say that right
1: that is a thing <laughs> it's um, a real thing or you could leave us a super chat in the chat if you're uh, on Twitter head over to YouTube and join us in the chat if you're watching this on YouTube and you're in the chat say hello say hi what's up we love to hear from you we love to include you guys in the show so if you're watching this now say hi leave us a super chat because it is Women's History Month and like Lindsay said um, you need to send money to your favorite women in your life
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Lindsay how do you feel about the name Linda I hate it I hate it I totally understand where it stems from because every time you write Linz, if you're abbreviating my name or shortening yeah. it, it autocorrects to Linda. But I feel like it's a... No shade to people named Linda. You guys are wonderful. But I feel like it makes me feel old. <laughs> I was... what
2: I think of? Linda, 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 listen. <laughs> listen Linda, listen, Linda. Yeah, Linda. Linda. <laughs> um, I was texting Chase
1: it was so good. I was texting <laughs> Chase last night and I was talking about Lynn's coming on the show and it autocorrected to Linda and Tristan was like, "Who the Who fuck
2: hell is Linda?" Is Linda? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so from now on, Lindsay will only be referred to as Linda. Hey Charles, hey Saul, Saul's joining us all the way I from guess. Indy. He's uh there in Indianapolis for the NFL combine. So thanks for carving some so, time on right now.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do it. So we need some money. <laughs> uh, all right, we have a super exciting show prepared for you guys today. In case you haven't noticed, I'm wearing a blazer, and that's because yesterday was the State of the Union address. So I figured, in the spirit oh, of the State did, of the Union, we didn't, the we didn't get the memo. It's okay. It's my show. You guys don't need to dress up. <laughs> Just me. um In spirit of State of the Union, we are doing the State of the State address on the Phoenix Sports Podcast. <laughs> Pause for applause, pause for applause. Yes, thank you. Um, I'm super excited about this. Once again, thank you so much to Arnold for making that incredible graphic. We've got a super great show for you guys today. We're going to check in on all the Valley Sports teams. And then at the end, Lindsay, Chirsten, and I are going to pretend as if we are the commissioners of a league, and we are going to present to you our ideas for changes in each league. And you can tell us whether or not you would vote for us as a commissioner if you were allowed to vote. So (laughs) it's going to be a great show, but um, I think we should get started because there is some big, big news that happened today. Chirsten. The Cardinals have decided to extend both their general manager, Steve Kime, and their head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, through 2027. That news came out this morning. Obviously, there's um, there's been a lot of talk about extensions regarding the Cardinals lately, but uh, they went this route by extending the GM and the head coach first. What are your initial thoughts on that move? And uh, are you approving of that or no?
2: Well, I just think that it's interesting timing because nobody really expected it, so it was pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I went onto Twitter and I was like, "What now?" Uh, because all the talks were surrounding Kyler and you know his contract situation. So it's just funny to hear that you know Cliff Kyler have the same GM, you know Eric Burkhart is putting out a very aggressive statement on Kyler's behalf. Cliff has asked questions as as a Steve Kym yesterday, you know, uh, about the way that that's being handled, and you know they kind of shake it off. It's business per usual, and the whole time, there Eric Burkhart, the same guy, is behind the scenes finalizing a deal for the head coach. So it's just interesting how you know everything has kind of unfolded. In that regard, uh, I will say it's interesting that Cliff Kingsbury would get an extension at this point because. Yes, he has improved uh, you know, over the course of the three seasons, um, you know the se- last year's record was second best uh, all time for the franchise. So there's in those, if you just take a look at wins and losses, the team certainly has improved in certain mm-hmm. ways uh, over the course of his tenure. I still feel like he has a lot to prove as an NFL head coach. So, um, you know, it is an interesting, um, you know, an interesting move, especially that he got the deal before Kyler did. And when it comes to Steve Kime, uh, you know, I would say that he's not the fan base's best friend at all times. Mm-hmm. Um he gets knocked for whether it's things that have happened in his personal life, uh, whether it's draft picks, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, he has also been the general manager under some of the most successful periods of this franchise. He hired Cliff Kingsbury and uh, he has a very good relationship with Michael Bidwell. And for that reason, um, I'm not surprised that Steve Kime got the extension.
1: Okay. Lindsay, if you're, Kyler Murray, and you're in the situation where you are waiting for an extension, you are feeling some type of way about it, you've taken to social media about it, and you see your head coach and your general manager get an extension before you as a starting quarterback of a franchise, would you
0: feel slighted about that? I would definitely feel some type of way. Um, But at the same time, I don't think they're really connected to each other at all, because The money allocated for those two roles, I think, are completely different than the money allocated for players. So I'm not overly – I wouldn't be overly worried about that. I would just maybe be like, okay, now that you guys got that out of the way, took a load off your plate, let's focus in a little bit more on getting this side of things done. Yeah. It's such a polarizing situation – with the Cardinals, it kind of sucks, to be honest with you, just as like a fan perspective, because you never want your franchise to be involved in any type of drama, especially when it's coming, when it has to do with your players, right? Because that always is super disappointing for everyone involved. But at the same time, for me personally, I this might be a controversial statement, I don't know. I always tend to side with players in majority of situations, Mm -hmm. strictly because... The players are the product. If you don't have players, you don't have a league. And I think um, for years, it was traditional to, you know, the organization, the franchises were the ones who were calling all the shots, making majority of the money. And I'd like to see that kind of, correct itself into at least a 50-50 type of split between players and franchises.
2: I agree. I'm also, I've never been a fan. If you've ever heard me on the Cardinals podcast, I don't appreciate divas and I don't appreciate an entitled mentality. Mm -hmm. And there's a little bit, I feel like there's a tint of that going on when it comes to Kyler Murray and all those who are saying, I mean, I saw as much as people on Twitter saying Kyler Murray should request a trade today because cliff and Kime got contract extensions before him. (sighs) What is wrong? And and here's where we get into like the bigger conversation of like, oh, just sign him now because there could be problems moving forward. Just make him happy. What's if you have any doubts as to whether or not? And I don't think we're doubt anybody's doubting his skill level and yeah. just the the talent that he could be and the fact that he has improved, right? But in order to sign him to a, a long term and the money that he's wanting, I'm sure is uh you know forty million plus per year, uh is. Uh, It's something that you want to make sure that you get that right. And what is wrong with having a situation where you've got to prove it? Right. And what is wrong with having to sit there and say, listen, we like you. We do feel like you're a a part of our long-term plan here in Arizona. But we do have some things that we want to see improve. You play your ass off this year for us. We continue to see that upward trajectory and finish the season where we think that you will finish the season. We'll give you your money. Uh, But I think, you know, the difference between Cliff and, and Kyler could be as simple as they said, hey, we'll give you an extension. And Cliff said, I know I'm lucky to have this job. Here we go. Let's sign on the dotted line yeah. where say, where they might be saying to Kyler, OK, yeah, we do want you to be a long term. Uh, if you want to get a deal done now, here's what we'll give you. And Kyler's saying, screw that. I'm not I'm not going to do that. And we saw a little bit of that come out in the statement, right? Like, oh, Paul's in your court. This is what Kyler's done. This is, you know, th- whatever. Um, and so that so that could it could be as simple as Cliff got a deal done earlier because Cliff was easier to work with. So this are willing to accept or willing less to, exactly. I willing mean, willing we to,
0: talk about it with the Suns all the time in the DeAndre and Landry Shamet situation. Uh, Landry Shamet, it was forty some million dollars. Like DeAndre, and wanted a max contract. Right. So it's apples to oranges. It's not the same thing, right? And he has handled the hey, we want you to go out and prove it pretty damn well.
1: Well, and speaking of like you know resumes and what went into this I mean Cliff is already ninth all time in wins for the franchise he only has to slightly double his win total to sit at first all time in wins and then Steve Keim has overseen the most consistent run of success in the franchise history he has gone 76 and 67 and 2 since taking over as general manager so I mean you guys talked about the reaction on social media and there was a lot of mixed reaction I mean there was a tweet from our social account phnx underscore sports just asking fans how they felt and the reaction was so mixed yeah a lot of people were pro chime or sorry pro cliff anti-chime a lot of people were just mad that they both got it before kyler did but i feel like you know there is some truth to their resume obviously like they have some success in this in this franchise so I don't think that the extension is necessarily completely out of the blue and uncalled for, like some fans are saying. I feel like they have done things to deserve an extension. And like Lindsay was saying, they probably, you know, were more easy to work with and willing to take a deal. Because like you even said, Cliff was like, I'm lucky to have this job. I'll sign on whatever line you want.
2: He literally does feel that way. And I'm sure he really does want to stay in Arizona and have this opportunity. And so both I'm sure it was easier for both sides to come to an agreement and say, "Okay, you know what? That's fair
1: yeah and so i feel like you know an extension was it deserved i think so yes time i'm kind of on the fence about i think some of his like personal life decisions kind of cloud my unbiased judgment when it comes to like football decisions but um i I just don't understand like the enragement i guess behind the decision from fans just because i think like you have you need a you need a head coach and you need a general manager and for the most part cliff and kime have proven to be successful in certain ways and also you know the cardinals had a a quarterback who they drafted in very high in, in josh rosen and they completely abandoned josh rosen flipped jump ship and drafted kyler first overall brought or had cliff kingsbury because they wanted cliff and kyler to work together so i mean they've they've made this entire organizational shift and now i feel like they have to commit to it right like i feel like to abandon cliff now would be i don't i just i feel like it'd be abandoning him too well soon. if you
2: abandon cliff you gotta abandon it time right yeah be, so uh, I, I don't think Bidwell was. And w- I, I, it's it also hard to say when your franchise has had the most success it's had. Right. You know, really, this stretch could potentially be the most successful. Right, and so Steve Kym has done uh, a lot of great moves to keep them in a position to win games, and really the team was in a position to make a deep playoff run this year. Uh, injury, you know, whatever the case is, I don't want to recap the whole year, but they were in a great position, and he was the one that was able to get deals done to bring guys over, like you know Zach Ertz, for instance, mid season, and the list goes on and on, and, and you know going back to what he was able to do last season and bring guys in, and so uh, Steve Kym, I feel like has done a pretty dang good job in recent history specifically right if you mean if you take the last you know the last uh you know year um you know he's done his job he's done a lot of things well uh for as much as you could sit there and say that he hasn't done well um and i'll be interested to see you know you know what how he does in the draft because that's you know we're, we always that's his biggest knock we always want to see what he's able to do in the draft um but yeah, I just—I I mean, even now, I'm getting DMs that are rolling in uh, or comments rolling in. Um, you know, one saying this announcement is a middle finger to Kyler Murray's camp. Steve, you get a new contract. Cliff, you get one too. Kyler, take a seat. Your contract's not ready. So I'm gonna agree with you. It's just like, why is that such a bad thing? Yeah, I don't get it. You mean making him prove it for another year? Even the fact—I mean, Kyler could get a deal in freaking two weeks from now. Why does it matter that they sign on the dotted line
0: first? I just don't get it. I don't think that matters as much to me, but getting a deal done just from, like, if we're taking names out of this, right? We're just, like, inserting player one, player two here, right? My whole thought process on this, if I were a player wanting to get paid and getting a deal done, at the end of the day, I'm the one taking the risk. NFL contracts are not always guaranteed money-wise. I'm putting my body on the line, my future on the line. Like, I could get injured tomorrow Or if you want me to prove it for another season what if i have a horrendous injury go down and now i'm up a creek without a paddle because i don't have any money to my name and i got injured working for you busting my butt for you trying to help you win games as an organization so for me from a player perspective i'm the one who's risking majority of the things when we're talking about my literal body and quality of life pay me my money yeah, but that's give me also, some guarantees that's part, that I'm covered in the event that something like that would happen. That's, that's part of it. It
2: doesn't mean that you have to have 45 million dollars. He is still in a situation where he has to prove it. So he is going to get guaranteed money. And I would say if he, even if he got injured next year, if he uh, totally balls out for the first you know part of the season and then gets gets injured I wouldn't say that like he's got no future in the NFL so it's not a situation where it's like if I get injured I'm not going to be able to feed my family my biggest issue with this is I get that and and every player should be looking out for themselves and I totally get that aspect of it but why if you're I, I just feel like at this point there's probably some sort of question mark surrounding him right and so, I don't know, maybe if you hadn't pulled some of the crap that you pulled, maybe we would be having different conversations. But why reward, uh, you know, just this, uh, and some people s- seem to think that if he doesn't get this deal done, he's not going to be out there on the field at all. But, but why put this, this uh, sort of, um, you know, sort of like a tantrum style negotiation out in public? and say, well, you know, if that's just the case, then I'm just not even gonna play. When you've only been in the league for three years, and you you suffered the downward trend that you and you were the quarterback of the team last year and then you lost and the way that you lost and you threw a tantrum on the sidelines uh, and then you scrub your social media etc there is something there then you've got Larry Fitzgerald's dad coming out and calling you spoiled I mean there is something there okay Mm -hmm. so I feel like there's probably conversations right now uh, as I don't care what they say publicly that (laughs) yes we have you know we are behind him he's grown as a leader there's probably still a question mark and if that's still a question mark the conversation needs to be listen Kyler you are a part of our long-term plan we want to see you grow as a leader in this next year you grow as a leader we think you can uh prove us prove yourself right right prove yourself right and we got you next year what is wrong with that
1: I mean I don't think I I agree with you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I can imagine Kyler just I mean obviously Kyler's on a completely different page and he doesn't agree with us. He thinks that he's earned that money and he thinks he deserves a contract extension now and I'm sure
2: So we just say, "Oh, oh, shoot, he's going to throw a tantrum." So we better just make him happy. So let's just give him 45 million a year.
1: Yeah, I mean that's tough. I mean I mean, not even for like uh, pro football focus had a tweet yesterday that said they estimated a contract for Kyler to be six years, $275 million. No, no.
2: would you give him that? No. You know what? I would give him it next year. If, if they go, (laughs) if they go in a deep playoff run, he improves. We're not talking about this leadership BS anymore. And we, and he really does, you know, prove himself. Give it to him next year.
1: Yeah. It's
2: a tough spot. The fact of the matter is if, if, if they don't have any question marks, whatever the market value is he should be right in the mix of that do i think he deserves to be at the very top no i don't yeah. do i think he is the guy that's going to reset the market no i don't and i and that contract is pretty high up there yeah um to to being like one or two in terms of before the market resets again of highest paid quarterbacks i don't know that he belongs there but certainly if they go farther next year and he improves uh then he definitely, yeah, you got to pay. The, you, if he's your guy, he's your guy. Pay them. But if there's a question mark, let it play out another year. So now that Cliff and
1: Kymer are under contract, do you think this increases the likelihood that Kyler's deal will get done this year?
0: I think they're two completely separate conversations. Hmm. I don't think that any of them have anything to do with each other, to be honest with you. I think he'll make it be that way. Hmm. Um and certainly his agent will
2: probably fight for that, right? Um, yeah, like, it's a tactic for sure. Yeah. And so my, I'm leaning towards he probably will end up getting some sort of a deal done unless I don't know what they're trying to negotiate. So I, I don't know if it's absolutely outrageous or what the case is. If they are not willing to come down off of a number that the Cardinals are saying, like, we cannot. Again, I, I don't know. Yeah um Then, then maybe, then maybe they're at a stalemate. But I do think it would get ugly, and that's really unfortunate for a guy who's already carrying around the baggage of, um you know, character potential character flaws, right? Right. So I don't know that anybody really even wins by Kyler holding out because at the end of the day, like at some point, you're going to have to shed that. Yeah. At some point, you're going to have to grow up and prove yourself. You know, it, there's one thing to say. Oh, you know, I don't care what people say. Okay, well if it's continuing to follow you around, it's becoming an issue. And I don't know that you want to like be that guy. Right. So it's probably to his overall benefit of his career that if they can't get a deal done to go out and and prove himself. Right. Um, but I, I wouldn't put it past Kyler to say, listen, I'm not going to go play for five and a half million. I'm worth more than that. I would not put it past him.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a sticky situation. The Cardinals are pretty much kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place at this point. They can either gamble yeah. on Kyler being the franchise quarterback that they need him to be and give him the money now or risk pissing him off and not giving him the money now and then that affecting his performance and things just spiraling from there. So, I mean, it's a double edged sword and the Cardinals are definitely in a in a rough spot. I'm leading a little bit more towards just giving him a deal now just because uh, as someone who unfortunately uh, followed a, another football team for a majority of her life I've seen what happens to football teams when they don't have that star quarterback and how much of that struggle it is and it's not necessarily a quarterback's market right now the teams that have all-star quarterbacks are obviously not going anywhere I mean look at the draft this year there's the, the draft for quarterbacks this year is horrible. There's really no all-star quarterbacks in this year's draft. So I just get scared because I think Kyler is better than a lot of the quarterbacks in the league right now, and I would just feel Talent horrible for sure. horrible if he left. So
2: I was listening to Doug and Luke on the radio on the way in, and they said something that I just hadn't – it just summarized how I was feeling. I just didn't have the words to, like, put it into. So Wolf said – um, something along the lines of name me a player whose character improved because you threw a bunch of money at him. Name me a player whose leadership, whose character improved because you gave him a max deal. Okay. You could probably say, and I don't know one off the top of my head. Name me a player who improved and look, took a look in the mirror because they had to be in a prove it year. Before they got that contract, that's a good point.
0: On the flip side, though, do we do we just think that even if he did get all of this money, I mean, how old is Kyler?
1: Twenty early twenties. F- Twenty four. Twenty four. He's a baby.
0: Four. Like I'm older
1: than Kyler Murray. <laughs>
0: do we not think that just naturally he's going to grow up a little bit with age? Here's the here. I mean, here's the problem. You would think that.
2: When you're a quarterback in the National Football League, you're only given so much leeway, in my opinion. And you can also point to guys who, as rookies, were natural-born leaders and the team followed them and it didn't matter. what People weren't saying, uh, you know, hey, we're going to give him some, some slack because he's... All, I mean, and you do hear that. And you've heard that about DeAndre Ayton. And, I mean, in every sport you hear that, right? 24 is very young. But when there's consistent conversations and you you you're starting to hear stuff from other players around the league you get stuff like Larry's dad saying that you're spoiled and there's consistent conversation about who you are and your that that it takes a lot to have those things seep out the way that they have around one player. Yeah. And you can't take a look at the guys. You you take a look at the, at the younger guys like the Joe Burrows and the Josh Allens. And uh, unfortunately for Kyler, he's probably always going to be compared to those guys because they're somewhat in the same age range and had success right out of the league in terms of leadership and characters and a community following them. Um, But it does exist. And the thing is, is, you know, you don't necessarily have the luxury as a quarterback to be able to say, I'm going to take six years to grow into the to the leader that this team needs me to be. Yeah, that's true.
1: Well, before we move on to the Suns, I did want to check in on some other recent news. Uh, Andy Isabella was given permission to seek a trade. I know that he wasn't as involved in the Cardinals this year as he was the year prior. How do you feel about that? Are you worried about high turnover?
2: Were I totally know? was li- i was reading Jacob's yet? uh so so Josh says this is easily the most lethal room in the building right now. Uh, and then Jacob said, Josh, you can't see, but I'm behind the Mac in full body.
1: <laughs> it's true. We could kill literally everybody. No, just kidding.
2: Uh just kidding, not really. Um, all right, so all right, say, say what insane. you were saying again, Mac.
1: <laughs> um other news came out today, Andy Isabella has been given permission to seek a trade. Obviously, he is not a huge piece with the Cardinals offense, but are you worried about this? Are are you worried about high turnover with this roster um is this something that cardinals fans should be
2: concerned about so i think the andy isabella thing i think every cardinals fan should be thrilled okay because i am probably like the head of the andy isabella fan club as a human i think he go he deserves to go somewhere where he's going to be utilized and gets a chance to develop he's a here's here's why i feel like the cardinals you know, gave him permission. A is they probably didn't see him as being a part of their future, mm-hmm. right? And that's when I mean, we knew that, right? I mean, he hasn't played, he was a healthy scratch all last year. So, um, yeah, so Josh says it's a long time coming. I, absolutely. And um you, you will never hear a bad thing said about Andy Isabella. Yeah. Every word that I hear about him outside of that fran- coming out of that franchise is he's the hardest worker, first to first in the building, last out. He's as studious as they come. He wants to learn, he wants to get better and he just You know he wasn't he wasn't somebody that the Cardinals needed yeah and you know really needed to be on a team where he could go out he could make a few mistakes and he could get better but be in a position where he actually does get out on the field and the Cardinals depth at receiver is just you know too far down the line for him to get really any playing time and so basically his role all of last year was to help warm Kyler up yeah pregame right (laughs) he had a role and guess what I bet you his attitude. Was phenomenal, <laughs> and he was given the you know. Jason is just <laughs> so anti diva. I am so I am really really. There's a theme really going really on here. <laughs> yes, a thousand a thousand percent. I just feel like it gets you farther in any aspect of life, and at some point, stand up for yourself for sure. I'm also pro standing up for yourself. I really am. Yeah. I just feel like you should you know you should do it in in the right way. And uh, if you if you do it in an in, in an entitled way or whatever the case is, um, just put your head down and work because, you know, life is not always going to shake out the way that you think it's going to shake out. And, you know, I'm sure in Andy's position, does he want an opportunity to just go? He's probably sitting there like, I know if I just got the chance. Yeah. I know if I could just give me the chance. Just give me the chance. And he sat there and he caught passes for Kyler to the best of his dang ability every <laughs> single pregame. And nobody in that building could say anything bad about him. And. And here we are, Andy, you have permission to request a trade. I hope you go on and you get your chance and you deserve your chance. And thank you for your service.
1: Chris sharing that sentiment, saying she's a huge fan of him and she hopes that he gets to shine. Yeah, (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Um, Some other Cardinals news before we move on to the Suns they are going to Mexico. Uh, Lindsay, are you excited for the Cardinals going to Mexico? I mean, this has to be a good thing for the franchise, right? Totally.
0: I love um, when leagues extend their games into different countries. I got to go to Mexico city twice with the Suns, and it was one of the coolest experiences that i've had working um, in sports so big fan of this move and i I think being our proximity yeah so close like you want that fan base to be fans of your team you want that support like i every time i go to mexico city i always see lakers jerseys and warriors jerseys as far as basketball goes and i'm just like I need to bring some more Suns jerseys. <laughs> I Unless you like, go to Rocky Point you. like I just did and
2: literally everybody there is from Arizona. From Arizona I saw yeah. lots, of, <laughs> yeah. lots of Suns jerseys. <laughs> um, but I love it. Yeah, I think it's a great thing too.
1: This. I'm excited that they got the opportunity to go to Mexico. I feel like they probably... Actually,
2: can I tell you a quick story? I was in the hot tub at Rocky Point. Not this past weekend, the weekend before. Yeah. Just, just chilling, having a little drink, looking at the ocean. And I hear a little Kyler Murray and the Cardinals banter. They were talking about Kyler's attitude and they were like, I don't like him. Oh and so it it just (laughs) I'm not saying they're basically just saying and I just summed it up but so like by the saying like I don't like him they were just saying like I don't like the attitude aspect of it he's a great player but something needs to change so I'm in Mexico in a hot tub in Mexico trying to enjoy (laughs) my in a hot tub in Mexico that's the important (laughs) part here it was a hot tub Uh, I'm just setting the scene for you guys because I can so vividly making us all jealous because we were here in Phoenix I was just like you know I was not even thinking about sports at the moment i was just checking out and i could not escape the storyline yeah well i
1: feel like i mean the cardinals have been making news this entire time i mean there's yeah, been other yeah. things going on and the cardinals are just like nope this is our news cycle thank <laughs> you very much we're gonna be here all year
0: It just um, not to circle back <laughs> on this but just a final two thoughts i just feel so like i feel like we hold players to higher standards in sports than we do anybody else within the organizations and things of that sort, as far as like the way that they carry themselves, their attitudes, how they decide to go about their business. Like, I think we need to understand too that at the end of the day, we're talking about human beings. And yes, we're also talking about millions and millions of dollars. But if you took that situation and applied it to your own life, And how many times have you worked for an organization that told you, if you put your head down and you do the work and you show up and you commit and you show me how much you care about this organization, you will get it in time. And then you get screwed the F over. You get passed over for promotions. You don't get a pay raise. They bring in somebody else to do the job that you were quote unquote proving yourself to do like it happens. happens all the time and when you are at the top of the top in your industry like every single player who plays sports professionally like one through whatever on any team you are still at the top of the top in your industry you deserve to get paid you don't deserve to get told, prove it even more. I'm already in this league. I'm already in the 1% of athletes who are able to play this game. You are a billion dollar organization. You can pay me my money because I worked already to get here. Yeah, I have done the work to put in. And yes, I can continue to do the work. But at the end of the day, like these are human beings who are the only people, the only person they should be looking out for is themselves. I understand it is polarizing because at the end of the day, there are tons of people who work in this organization that do rely on the things that you do and the work that you bring to help make their paychecks cash every week. And there's a whole fan base that's behind it that relies on you for escape from day-to-day life and entertainment and joy and connection and community and all these things. But it's just like, if it were if it were one of the three of us and you guys came to me and you're like, they, PHNX keeps telling me i'm gonna get a raise they keep telling yeah, me yeah, but I'm you gonna want the raise this. before
2: you're entitled to it because you're not entitled to it until your contract is up so you want it early
0: remember that remember but you why, want it early but you would also want to hold on to that talent if you value them i, if, I know if but each and x value so a lot me of times employee, you don't even get your extension let's just say you want it a
2: year early it's not even till the summertime sometimes why do you need it right this second
1: basically this is just an argument for us to get more money <laughs> <laughs>
0: just kidding. No, I'm just saying. Like, I just think we hold. I think sometimes be, there's such a disconnect between the human part yeah. of That's professional fair. sports and like real life human beings. Yeah, but here's the thing: that if you if you put yourself into that same situation within the context of your own life, you would probably be just as frustrated as Kyler is. The difference is, is that we all don't have as big of a platform as Kyler Yeah, but we don't always
2: bash a player for wanting more. Let's take a look at Chandler Jones, who wanted more and then ended up requesting a trade and then ended up obviously playing last year, though. I don't think anybody at any point was like, oh, my God, Chandler. He's just the worst. He's not a team player. He's got an attitude. How dare he? be in that position where he wants at, at his age with that production, how dare he ask for a long-term big money deal and then ask for a trade? Honestly, I think for the most part, we do give a lot of leeway to players. As as just being understanding, I think every single case is a different situation. But you're not wrong. We do sometimes hold athletes to higher standards without, yeah. you know, looking we in the totally mirror. Do. Yeah. For sure. But Definitely. I would not, I would not give give the kyler situation that sort of pass because the truth of the matter is the whole conversation about that we're having now didn't just start now yeah it started a long time ago all right Right. let's get into
1: the suns because we still we
2: still (laughs) got another we still got three
1: more teams to check in on in the state of the (sighs) state address Talk nice about this for hours. Um, <laughs> we just want to have nice things like chris said uh we are yeah. arizona sports fans we can have nice things it's fine <laughs> all right well actually the suns are pretty nice uh they've hit a little bit of a bump in the road though so if you haven't checked in on them lately they're still the best team in the nba they're sitting at an 49 and 12 record. They're still six and a half games ahead of the Golden State Warriors who are behind them in the standings. And then the best team in the East right now is the Heat at 41 and 21. So the Suns still have a pretty healthy lead. However, it was just announced today that Devin Booker is entering health and safety protocols which for whatever dun, reason dun, dun. I feel like is so random like what where we haven't done health and safety protocols in what feels like so long so hopefully he's okay yeah, um you already
0: have covid this season they hit the very beginning yeah. during training camp
1: so um people saying kendall jenner gave him covid i can't confirm or deny but um, i also heard
2: rudy gobert
1: yeah well rudy gobert gave (laughs) everybody COVID. it's obviously a joke and he'll never live that down no he never will um so they're going to have to play their next game at least he's expected to at least miss miss tonight's game they've already lost their last two games to the pelicans and the jazz they're already missing chris paul who's out six to eight weeks with a hand injury Lindsay, are you hitting the panic button
0: uh, no. <laughs> no panic button? No. Um, here's the thing. It sucks. It, it totally sucks. Hopefully, Cam Payne is coming back tonight. He was upgraded to probable, and Tori Craig kind of maybe let us in on a secret last night uh, after practice that Cam is going to play tonight. Fingers crossed for that. So at least we have somebody there to kind of fill that point guard role outside of just Aaron Holiday and Alfred Payton. Um... I guess if you're looking for a silver lining here, depending on maybe how bad of a case this may be for Devin, is that we don't have to worry about him playing 40 minutes for the next 10 days, potentially every single night. There you go. Maybe, just maybe... He could get a little bit of rest. I don't okay, know. Silver lining. I'm trying to find a silver <laughs> lining here.
2: Um. <laughs> I could already envision it. I could envision like halfway through their playoff push. She says, you know what? All of a sudden he's just, he plays, playing his best basketball when he returns and, and, and then just playing lights out in the playoffs and says you know what I feel like really was a difference maker is when I had those few extra days <laughs> off during health and safety protocols maybe it's a week <laughs> and he was really able to just take a break and refresh. I'm trying and to like, keep it positive you guys Don't I'm doing the best that I can here you guys. I am absolutely
0: But you're not hitting the panic reaching button. Reaching a little bit No I'm not hitting the panic button okay. because they do have a little bit of a cushion right like. I think if it was an injury too it'd be like oh it would be even worse yes. Yeah but yeah. health and safety protocols He could be out for a few days. He
2: could be out for a week. But it doesn't necessarily mean that, like, okay, this is going to be four to six weeks. Then when he comes back, he's got to rehab and he's got to adjust. Like, all those things. Like, health and safety protocols
0: is, is, is wildly different than an injury. Well, and the thing, too, with health and safety protocols, the way the NBA is kind of, like, going about the process here, it's a certain level of whatever the things are within the test. So he could miss one game. Yeah. He right. could miss like three days. Yeah. He could miss seven days. He could miss 14 days. It's all so up in the air just based on how his body is yep. able to kind of process this whole thing and get over it. And it just kind of depends on how quickly or slowly that situation kind of unfolds. But it's going to be, it's going to suck. We're probably going to drop a few more games. Um, the Blazers tonight, you know, it's a winnable game. Uh, it was absolutely winnable before this Devin Booker news. I still think that this team could find a way to win tonight's game. I think that having dropped two in a row already has just hopefully sparked something within that group of guys. Like, this is not what we are about. We don't enjoy this. None of us enjoy it. So nope. I'm sure they. it's even worse for them that they're going to try and find a way to Bring this thing together and pick up a few wins here over this stretch of basketball without Chris Paul and Devin Booker. So. Yeah, Charles Woodall Pike
1: saying, I mean, the Suns will get through this, but to lose both of your All Stars like this is going to definitely test your depth. I 100 percent agree. Thank God the Suns mm-hmm. somehow managed to put together an incredible roster who I honestly have faith in. Obviously, it's going to be a struggle, and you know, not having CP3 was a huge hit, and then now you're missing your best, the best backcourt in the NBA. But I think you know the Suns they'll be able to hopefully hold on and hopefully devin's not missing a lot of games um definitely missing tonight like you said and uh, josh saying it's incredible that the twins met hundreds of people at the lemonade stand and booker is the one that gets covid yeah classic knock
0: on what josh because you never know what will come out in the next five <laughs> days from that um, you better knock on wood.
1: <laughs> do you think that CP3 being injured is going to have serious ramifications on this team? Do you think that they're going to drop in the standings? Do you think it'll affect their playoff picture instead of going from like a, a one or two seed to like a lower seeded team?
0: No, no, I still have faith that they'll end up with the the one seed. Um, so you think we, they'll we end kinda the year? We kind of did the math and they had to go 500 over these last final games and then the Warriors had to do really well and they haven't been doing really well no, i was gonna ask so, what the actual math on i don't that have was, the so... exact numbers but basically if the suns went 500 over the, the remaining games post all-star break and the warriors um played pretty well and only lost a handful okay. of games with their remaining then it would have been close um but i'm not i'm not overly concerned about it to be completely honest with you i think we'll be fine i think they'll end up getting some chemistry and figuring out this situation that they're in and being able to scrape a few wins So together. you think
1: they'll still finish first in the West?
0: I think so. It's a good team. I understand, obviously, you're missing two All-Stars. Like, that's a big deal. Right. Hopefully Devin isn't out for too long, but I think they'll be okay. In the Sometimes
2: long run. facing adversity <laughs> it's th- throughout the season
0: is a positive thing, especially when you yeah. get
2: into the like, especially if you can face it in the regular season and you're back to full strength during the postseason. Mm-hmm. You can right. say like, "Remember when we did this?" or "We we got better because you know we had to be better," or you know whatever the case is. Sometimes it actually can be a good thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I definitely
0: agree that it could be a good thing. I'm a little worried about it though. Um, I don't know. I just. Chris in the comments, she says, I honestly think the CP3 injury is allowing growth that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. There and you that's go. exactly the case. Like, you're putting a little extra pressure, a little more responsibility on guys who thus far have not had to feel that as much because. They were able to rely on Chris Paul because they're able to rely on Devin Booker for some of these big but things. But that's what I'm worried about, though, is because when Chris Paul went out, like the biggest thing was, OK, this is Devin Booker's time to shine. He's going to make a run for the MVP. He's got yeah, to step up. That was us talking. That was the well, fan base talking. I mean, that's was... not what Monty and his coaching staff and Devin are talking <laughs> about behind the scenes. They're talking about it's a team effort. How can all of us as a group? come together and make this work. They're not the being like, oh my God, Devin, take all of it. Right. And I totally love <laughs> that, I do too. But but I mean, they even, you'll hear them this morning after shoot around, uh, JaVale McGee, all the guys were like, it's, it's Landry Shaman, it's not about me individually and what I need to do better. It's about how can we all collectively support one another and come together as a group to yeah. win games.
1: I will say, I think my absolute favorite thing, and there's many things about the Suns team that I love, but I think my favorite thing is the culture of this team, their humbleness and their willingness to admit when they're wrong or when they made a mistake and their willingness to show up for one another. Yeah. Like, I think the fact that James Jones and Monty Williams have constructed a team. That is this selfless, and I, I just like I don't even know. Even watching the the players at the lemonade stand interact with each other, they didn't have to show up there. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't you know something that the team required them to do, but they did it because they've built this camaraderie that I think is just so amazing to watch and like seep through everything that they do. And I'm just I'm obsessed with this team. I love <laughs> them so much. Um, yeah, and like I like
2: Chris Paul showing up because two of your younger guys had a little bet going on, and now yeah. they're doing the lemonade stand. It's Chris fun. Paul did not have to show no. up. No. Yeah. <laughs> i just i love
1: this team i love them more than anything i think they have the best chemistry and it's cool and to they, see them play they're for each okay. other
2: each and every person knows their role yes. and they are okay with it mm-hmm. and there's no i mean that's why you see a team like you know like the lakers yeah we're probably going to miss out on the playoffs right have you know they've got they've got some big names but you know on there. where a
0: lot of that stems from james jones and monty williams mm-hmm. oh absolutely yeah, which it, it also comes from the players, the individuals themselves, for sure. You have to have players who are willing to buy into that. But it starts at the top with Monty. Which is why I'm so glad James Jones signed a contract
1: extension um, this season, right? The 2021 2022 season. And then uh, Monty Williams is only in year three of his five-year deal. But I don't see it in any world not extending him or having him stay around to be a coach longer. Because if there's any general manager head coach tandem in the valley that deserves to be here longer it's those two Absolutely, yeah.
0: and plus there was so much turnover coach wise for so long so long oh my like, gosh when you find yourself a good coach which they have clearly hold on to that you better <laughs> lock him in yeah um well, speaking... you better pay that man
1: <laughs> speaking of knowing your role obviously there's been talks of other extensions with deandre ayton not getting his rookie max deal Um, do you think he's earned it? Do you think he's done enough? I know he went through some injuries and he wasn't playing for a stretch there. Do you think that he's done enough to earn that extension now or do you need to see him in the playoffs before you're ready to give him that extension?
0: Um, I don't like this question. (laughs) I Yeah, because now you have to back up what you preached, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like this question because it is so polarizing again. It's yeah, frustrating. Yeah, but yeah. I think DeAndre Ayton has what it takes to be a max player. I think that it would be a disservice to this team to lose him. Yeah, And I think you have to spend money to make money. So pay that man his money all right there you have it before we check in on our other two wait i I was just gonna
2: say i was just gonna say it but i i didn't have a problem like heading into the season without having that deal done Mm. i would say at this point yeah yeah definitely i mean he handled things the right way i think they need him i think he should be part of the long-term plan here but i didn't mind going into the season without having that contract done that's what i'll have to say yeah that's fair that's fair all
1: right before we check in on the diamondbacks and the coyotes i have to tell you guys about the DraftKings sportsbook app Oh, lord help me this is about ufc and this is like the one thing i don't pay attention to <laughs> fingers crossed we can get through this guys all right you're good when covington and masvidal step into the octagon this saturday at ufc 272 jack king sportsbook the official sports betting partner of ufc has a knockout offer for new customers bet just one dollar on the main event and get 150 in free bets no matter what first round knockout you get paid majority draw you get paid Double knockout resulting in no contest ruling? Yep, you get $100 in free bets no matter what the outcome is. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Throw just $1 on UFC 272 main event and get $100 in free bets no matter what happens in the fight. That's code PHNX this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. 21-UP only, Arizona only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details.
2: I'm so get sorry if I butchered.
0: Money. I'm sorry money. if I butchered
2: that man's name. At least I you didn't Mazda. say that they were like. Mazda off. playing on the court and do something before the first period like i think you got everything right <laughs> yeah, just a little crossed. bit of a just maybe a little bit of a name um, i'm a job. definitely
1: exposing myself Names are hard. i'm supposed to know everything about sports but i don't know anything about ufc i can't stomach it i can't I don't, stomach it i don't enjoy watching people beat each other up it really it. hurts my soul i can't i can't watch it can you
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> no. Okay, oh, that's official that's official Hunger Games. I am the champ in this room. Y'all can't stomach it. I'm the champ. I got it. Um, not yeah.
2: Absolutely not. I just do not enjoy that because I also and with every single punch and whatever, I'm like, okay, your body's gonna feel that for the rest of your life. Yeah. And then that too, and then that and you'll never be the same oh after that blow to the head. Like, I just can't.
0: It hurts my heart. I don't uh, like it. Speaking of money, those athletes need to get paid a hell of a lot more.
2: Yeah, geez. pay
1: them too. Well speaking of getting paid, baseball players uh- <laughs> It's there your you time to get paid, too. I just want everybody Did you to like have that money. Transition? Um, Baseball freaking sucks. And I know Chris in the comments is about to go off. And I'm so happy that Chris is here for this because good Lord almighty, I'm sick of this shit. I'm sorry. I don't like to curse, but I'm so mad about this. Baseball is still in a lockout. They thought that they had a deal done at like 3 a.m. yesterday morning. And then they went to bed and they woke up and they chose violence and they don't have a deal. I'm just beyond frustrated at this point. Um, Manfred spoke in an irritating press conference yesterday with a shit grin on his face, which really makes me mad saying that the first two weeks or the first two series of the regular season are for sure canceled. We haven't had an update on spring training recently, but the last time we heard there would be no games earlier than March 8th. I'm definitely sure that that's going to get pushed back once again because they still don't have a deal. To me, it seems like the players are digging their heels in, which I think that they should because the CBA is going to set up not only their contracts, but the contracts for the future generations of players that are going to make their way through Major League Baseball. And I don't think that they should allow the owners and Manfred to bully them into taking less because they created the situation where they didn't talk for like 40 days in the offseason. And now that they're backed up against the wall and games are getting canceled, which players aren't getting paid for, by the way, the players are missing out on all the money from canceled games they just expect that the players to kowtow to whatever they want and i don't think that's right i think All that right. the players need to dig their heels in and if that means no baseball fine because i hate manfred you
0: want to talk about entitlement <laughs> but no okay this so- is affecting so many so many people's lives because you're talking about the players and sure a good majority of the players probably have enough money to float them during this whole situation There are players who probably do not have enough money. And now you're talking about how many organizations that have how many people working for them who are now in fear that they're going to lose their jobs, that they're going to end up getting the boot out of an organization because the organization is no longer making money because there's no games to be played and they got to cut costs, quote-unquote. Like, you are affecting so many people's lives. Cut it out. Figure it out and pay people what they deserve again without players you have no league so yeah
1: no it's it's literally it's asinine at this point i think you know the owners having to suffer through the covid season seeing what happened when there was no baseball for a while and then still not being willing to meet the players not even halfway they have moved inches from their original stance is just crazy to me like they are sacrificing growing the sport getting a younger audience they're sacrificing so they're literally wasting mike trout's prime well mike the angels are wasting his prime but whatever it's so i just i don't understand it i really don't i mean the players are fighting for their salaries to be on par with the rest of the sports leagues and they're trying to make sure that they're growing at the same rate the rest of the sports leagues are growing and the fact that the owners are just so unwilling to compromise in any way shape or form blows my mind owning a baseball team is owning a billion dollar business and Playing the players what they deserve isn't going to cut into your bottom line enough to make an impact on what's going into your pocketbook. The fact that you don't want to play your players just so that it can keep on pace with how the other sports leagues are growing, I don't get it. I genuinely don't understand, and I think it's so dumb that they have all these demands that the players do this and the players do that, and then they're not even willing to pay them for that. I just think it's just beyond I'm so tired of it.
0: I'm just here to make really, really wealthy people pay other people (laughs) deserving amounts of money. It's crazy to me. I don't.
2: I wholehearted. I I think the most egregious thing that the league did was hold off on any responding in any way for so long that they did it on purpose, though. Right, that it has. That's why I'm saying it's the most yeah. egregious thing that they did uh, to the point where it's gotten to this point And now we're talking about, you know, not playing games and things like that. And I feel like they're intentionally trying to flip the script on like, well, the players could play if they wanted to. And they're not. Um, and I, I think that's the most egregious thing they did. Yeah. The problem. I, I for sure am siding with the players. So don't get me wrong. I am. There is a bigger problem, though, because you want to talk about I'm just going to I'm just going to go off of something that you said of paying players. Um, you know, on par with the rest of the leagues that are growing. Baseball's not growing. Well,
0: then that's on them at the top to adjust the sport to allow it to grow. I agree. If your sport is struggling in whatever way, shape, or form, That's literally on you, it's your job. It's not the player's job to make sure that this organization is structured correctly and run correctly to where it can be more profitable. That's your job.
1: Yeah, the league is is literally run by the dumbest human being on the face of the planet and he does nothing to help it grow. He does nothing to help market the star players that they have. I'm pretty sure if Bryce Harper was in a supermarket in Arizona, I don't really think anybody would recognize him. Like, that's how bad MLB markets its players. And, of course, that's... I mean, the players, you know, they do what they can. They have player-run media sites. They they make themselves accessible on social media. And it's honestly the league's fault for not growing the sport. And, Tristan, you're absolutely right. The, the sport is not growing. You know, young people aren't watching baseball. Nobody under the age of like 35 wants to sit and watch a six hour long baseball game you know it's just not it's not realistic and the sport's not growing but it's on the league to make sure that that sport is growing and all the things that they do between blacking out local games in your market to you know, whatever else you want to, you want to, you want to blame the league for, like it's all on them to make this sport more accessible, to make it more exciting and to help grow it. And they're not doing that. And then they're also locking out their players. They're not paying them enough. And then they expect, you know, the players should just go along with it. And I don't think they should, I think they should dig their heels in. And if that misses, that means no baseball till July, then fine, because the CBA is going to affect the sport for 20 plus years. And I just think it's time for it's them to stand it. up for themselves. It's worth it. Yeah. So I'm—I mean, I'm bummed. Don't get me wrong. Like the fact that I'm not outside at a baseball stadium right now with a beer in my hand watching a spring training game really <laughs> makes me upset. Oh, I thought you were about to cry. I was like, oh my god. No, okay. like, well I might. Just, okay, I feel like you got choked up for a second just there. So I, was so like... I just love baseball so much. Um, but no, I mean, obviously, like I love spring training. I mean, you—I got I know that you're not the biggest baseball person, Lindsay. Oh, but I love
2: spring training. It's so fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, I mean, not a, I, go ahead. Sorry. I—I I haven't visited a ton of the ballparks, and like for sure one thing that I want to do is get to all of them here and like all the spring training ballparks and and see a game in each of uh, each of them so like i think i've been to three and like definitely was looking forward to uh, trying out a new like ballpark this year but yeah i mean spring training is like there's nothing just more relaxing because this is also like the perfect time in arizona where the weather yes, is like absolutely my God, perfect it's so, nice so just sitting outside in the most perfect weather with a beer in your hand and it just being so relaxing um i almost like it better sometimes than like if i were to go to like a just a general like regular like middle of the regular season like game. that yeah. Yeah. training
0: is fun not only that but to bring it all the way back to money again how much money is being lost by people industry. who work no yeah. people who work spring training games Yeah, majority yeah. of the people who work spring training games are contracted employees meaning they don't get paid unless they have a job to show up to these are people who rely on this stuff for their <coughs> livelihood we saw this happen in 2020 when you know what hit the fan with the pandemic there were so many contracted employees who don't have long term benefits like healthcare or a steady paycheck or anything of that sort who are industry workers within sports who lost so much money again this is just another way that you are screwing over the people who help make your sport go because without all of them again you won't have you don't have games on TV yep period because they're the ones who put your games on TV and now you are hurting them and their families like just cut it out
2: just cut it out just, just give them out. what they want i think i'm gonna hold this comment because i know we're gonna get into it a little bit with the tv deals <laughs> it's not just the league it's also the tv it's the, the oh yeah the tv media. companies are oh, just yeah. as companies. guilty as the no, like, there's no a better. reason there's blackouts <laughs> yeah like it's because if, if everybody if the whole country could see it then they wouldn't get their money right it would just air on like one network right yeah. so that's where you get your regionals and things like that but anyway yeah
1: and i will say too a lot of people ask me on twitter when i think baseball is going to start up again and honestly i don't know um the one thing that i've noticed through this entire thing is that the baseball players are really unified on this. There hasn't been one player to speak out saying, I just want to start. I just want to, I just, I don't care. Like, let's just start like whatever. All the players are really unified on this because they know it not only affects them, but like I said earlier, the future generations of baseball players that are be coming up through major league baseball. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think I think the players should dig their heels in for as long as they can and as long as it takes for them to get what they rightly, I think, have earned. So, like I said, if that means we don't get baseball until July, we don't get baseball until July. But I definitely think at this point, now that the first two series of the regular season have been canceled, it's just going to be a domino effect and just more series are going to get canceled. So, for all my baseball people out there, just prepare to be sad for a little while longer. I'm really sad um, about that. Okay, just really quickly on the Coyotes because... um, there's not a lot to talk about there because they've been bad for so long. In case Lessons. you haven't checked in in a while, they are definitely the worst team in the NHL. They're sitting with the worst record at 15-35-4. and They've won 15 games so far this season. The NHL trade deadline is this month, however. It's coming up. It's March 21st. The Coyotes, they've already made some moves. They've traded Ilya Lubushkin, Ryan Dezingle, and Carter Hutton to the Maple Leafs. They got even more draft picks, which is crazy because they already have the most draft capital out of any team in the league for this this coming draft and the one after that. Um, There have been some people that have been brought up in trade talks. I can pretty much guarantee you, don't quote me on this in case I'm wrong, but (laughs) (laughs) I can pretty much guarantee you Phil Kessel will not be a member of the Coyotes coming up after the trade deadline. He really wants out. and I don't really blame him because he's old and he should go to a team where they can at least contend so in case his hockey career is coming to an end, he can end it on a high note um surprisingly at all oh, no, let, let, yeah. him, let that poor man <laughs> leave and go eat hot dogs with some other team good lord um, Lawson <laughs> <laughs> Kraus and Jacob Chickren however have also been linked to some trade rumors which is kind of surprising to me and I wholeheartedly disagree with trading them because Lawson Krause and Jacob chicken are both under the age of 25.
0: They're really young and they're pretty good players. You, you have know. to have some guys that you're exactly. building around. You can't yes. like literally scratch from like start with zero. Yeah, because, well, you know, how many times have we done this
1: already? Like, exactly. You gotta hang on to somebody. Yeah, yeah. right. Jacob chicken is an, a great defenseman. Lawson Krause is a great two way player. And when you're building all of this draft capital and you're picking up all these draft picks, you have to have somebody on the team who's a veteran player who's been in the organization long enough and who's actually can you know hold their own and be decent to guide these young players that you all just drafted like you have to have a piece some pieces of your organization still in place so that when all of your draft capital finally makes it and hits there's veteran players in the locker room that are there to guide them and to lead them um Clayton Keller in case anybody's wondering is definitely not going anywhere his well for one his contract is ridiculous and is structured horribly and I don't think anybody would want to take that on and also he's an all-star player and I don't really think the Coyotes would ever let him go I think if they are going to pick one player to build around it's definitely going to be Clayton Keller but I think trading Jacob Chickering or trading Lawson Kraus would be a huge mistake because like we mentioned you have to have somebody to hold on to um, when all that trade uh when all that draft capital rather hits so Fingers crossed those three stay. Uh, the We'll have all the latest for you on the NHL trade deadline when it is happening. But um, that's the latest on the Coyotes. I did, join,
2: I did join uh, both the Suns and Coyotes shows the other night when the Coyotes beat the Golden Knights it's and the Suns right, lost. Freaky and it was Friday. just weird, so
1: weird. Yeah. <laughs> just like an alternate universe where the Coyotes <laughs> win and the Suns lose.
0: Chris and Charles in the chat both gave big kudos to the PHNX coyotes yes. show if you guys haven't checked it out definitely do so that's a good solid crew over there yeah Lindsay are your feet falling asleep in this they position do cause... sometimes yeah they do Can you, you, feel just, right you just right now you just gotta have do a little feeling. wiggle you gotta get those toes I, I, moving in I the have shoe. no feeling
2: in, in my feet right <laughs> well now. the good news is
1: we've almost hit the end of our show but before it ends in the theme of um presidential power and being in charge of things, I decided that we should live in a hypothetical world where each of us are a commissioner of the sport that we represent. So I am the new commissioner of baseball. Lindsay is the new commissioner of the NBA. Tirsten is the new commissioner of the NFL. And what we would do in a hypothetical situation if we were in charge of these leagues. And I'm really excited about this because we came up with some hilarious uh, some hilarious propositions for you all. If you're watching, please comment on what you think we came up with, and if you would vote for us, if you could vote for a commissioner. Um, I think we should start with Lindsay and her as the commissioner <laughs> of the NBA. Lindsay, give us uh, what you do declare, do as, declare. The, as the commissioner uh, of the NBA. We're
0: gonna cap ticket prices for at least a third of all tickets available to fans, and it has to be a 50-50 split between upper level and lower level. Make your product available to the community that you serve. Just because you are winning doesn't mean that you can price out fans that have been there through the times where you are losing. Here here. <laughs> Somebody. Look at you son. Uh, well said. Well said. As far as the WNBA goes, because I'm gonna just gonna make myself commissioner of both of these leagues because that's what you do when you're in charge. WNBA teams must use charter planes. Period? Don't at me. It is what it is. Pay the money if you want to own a franchise. And don't come at me with profitability because we have seen time and time again that when you have access to that sport, the numbers increase. Give people what they want. Make it easily available. Um, make the Suns keep the Valley jersey in the Valley court for at least a decade. Woohoo! I think this one might be a fan favorite, hopefully, because it's an amazing jersey. It's an amazing court. Let's just keep it I around love that. for a little while. Let my, us make it. Let it become like the jersey and court, the anthem, if you will, of like this generation of Suns basketball. No television blackouts. This one's obvious. Let people watch your games. Um, and then this one might be a little controversial, but all teams social media accounts are allowed to clap back to whomever they want on social media without any repercussions okay
2: i i that's misunderstood you <laughs> earlier for some reason i thought you said all teams and players i'm fine and with adding what, players in there okay, too. okay. i don't, think, I don't well. think the players i i feel like they will get into some tiffs that won't necessarily go well for anybody in the long run the t- teams clapping back are some of my favorite yes. like content did you because- see what the mercury did yesterday no, what they do?
1: They announced their ticket plans, and they, I think they're playing like the Liberty. For, and the Liberty, were the people who had chartered the plane, and they said in their caption, um "Oh, it was something about." Oh, f- I'm gonna butcher it. It was something about a plane. It was hilarious. what it was. Was it on Twitter? Yeah, it was like it's yeah. plain and simple. But instead of plain, like P L A I P L A I N, it was P L A
2: N E, and they a little little plane emoji. Ha- hilarious. Shout out to my girl Robin oh, yeah. Brown, by the way, who runs don't the Mercury o- social media. Don't overthink it. Just keep it plain and simple with an airplane emoji. Yep. There you go.
0: Ha- yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> I uh-huh. girl Robin Brown, who
1: runs the Mercury social media. That was her genius. Do we so. feel like
0: that was shade at the league or shade at the Liberty? um i, I think it was shade
1: i don't know i mean if i were the mercury and i had to i made it all the way to the finals and i had to fly a commercial i would be a little fi- i'd be feeling some type of way about the liberty getting charred planes i feel like
0: you, you shouldn't be time, mad at like, the liberty whatsoever no, you should yeah. be mad at the wnba for making this even a thing in the first place keep it plain
2: and simple is a very like agreeable thing to the liberty i feel like they could have done more of a dig
0: so i feel like this was a dig at the league i think so too yeah. Yeah. that's what i'm hoping for yeah. josh said maybe teasing the team but a jab at the league um yeah. Chris in saying that I case love, I completely support it
1: yeah Chris saying I love all this Lindsay let's go I but agree. you support it
0: regardless I do as but uh, but I feel like with the W specifically um you can have interleague beef with different teams but if you're if it's a league thing that you're kind of you all got to get on the same page y'all yeah. gonna go after the league yeah. and be like give us some chartered planes bro all like, right we're Tristan, what are you gonna do Uh, I'm
2: going to change the overtime rule in the NFL so that both teams have a chance to score. Uh, I don't need to uh, explain myself any further because we all saw how that played out in this year's playoffs i'm going to force the cardinals to change or update their uniforms rather uh it's time for them to get new uniforms yes, please. and what, what better way to force your hand than for the uh, league commissioner to, commissioner to say hey you have to have new uniforms this year so i will take that upon myself to make that happen uh, each team must hold a press conference hooked up to a lie detector at least once every season so that we can get some straightforward answers this and is my favorite one like listen we just need to have it Right, it like, would be so fun. <laughs> we just need to be able to to know, get a little bit of insight into what actually goes on, because we all know. Okay, we all know that we ain't getting straightforward answers the majority <laughs> of the time with
0: what's really happening. Which people. is why we're all over here being like, what does this mean? What, what does this, this imply? mean? Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, just tell us. <laughs> uh,
2: then I'm going to go with no television blackouts, as Lindsay that. said. Uh, it just It's so freaking obnoxious that I cannot, you know, half the time watch uh the games that i actually want to watch and i've got to unfortunately just take to twitter to get updates that way um and then no more thursday night football let's just be done with it i think everybody will be happy yeah you might may might lose some revenue in terms of like a tv deal there although you've got the nfl network that's on thursday so are you are you losing how how connected are they doesn't does the league own the nfl network there's got to be two different. That's I a whole can no of worms idea. that is above my pay grade. So <laughs> I just thought of it. But anyway, I'm just going to say move it to, to having a double doubleheader on Monday if you need to. Uh, but just get rid of the Thursday night football games. Nobody likes them. And fans, I mean, obviously the more football that we can get is better. But I would say like the majority of fans would say like if there's one... Uh, thing to make like to change with the schedule is just get rid yeah. of Thursday night football
1: or double up on Monday night football. Get rid of Thursday night football. Yeah, that's why I football. just said have a doubleheader yeah. on Monday
2: then. Yeah, yep. exactly.
1: I'm so pro that. I hate Thursday night football. Thursday to me just doesn't feel like a, a football day. Like I have too much going on on Thursdays. <laughs> I gotta get my hair done. I gotta get my nails done. <laughs> I'm not trying to watch a football game on Thursday. Well, they're just never good either. Yeah, they're the just... matchups are crap. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm also very pro the cardinals new uniforms and i'm so pro changing the overtime rules i i hate the nfl overtime rules they are atrocious i think like whatever play defense no i want to see both teams score i think college overtime rules is fine like if you have to look to a league to figure it out i think the college overtime rules
2: are good also josh said uh that he would also get rid of the pro bowl i am going oh, i'm yes. only i'm only keeping it from since we're talking about like a revenue standpoint i'm going to keep it for that purpose and that purpose only because it does bring in money i could not care less yeah about the damn no. pro bowl the pro and bowl you know is what? Awful. in the grand scheme of things uh i don't think players particularly care about it but if you could if you want to say like five time pro bowler oh are kyler murray's gonna, right, gonna use that yeah, as an they excuse use it like a resume. to get a bit to yeah. Bigger, <laughs> yeah it's a resume booster etc so like they do and they don't they don't really want to play in it because they don't want to get hurt but they, they do want to have the, 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 the honor yep. yeah exactly of being <laughs> named a pro bowler
1: um yeah chris saying i'm totally down with all this also hashtag voter in um uh, no one is excited for titans jack thursday night football according to charles i agree not watching on thursday night football um if i had a choice i would let you be the commissioner of that thanks you were much better than the current roger goodell sitting in the office up there thank you thank you. (laughs) all right i'll round it out with what i would do as the commissioner of major league baseball the list is long because baseball (laughs) 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 Baseball is so bad i have to fix so much if i was commissioner so that's why my list is so long um first of all i would put barry bonds in the hall of fame no i will not be taking questions about that he belongs in the hall of fame don't at me i don't care about your opinion i'm putting putting barry bonds in the freaking hall of fame it's my first thing i'm going to do no, just kidding. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give the players what they're asking for and end the lockout. My God, they're not asking for too much. I'm so tired of these greedy ass owners and the stupid commissioner who's done a horrible job in the sport. Just give the players what they're asking for and a lockout. Start baseball. Give us spring training. Let's freaking go. I'm tired of it. The next thing I would do is I'd get rid of the three batter minimum rule and I would get rid of the universal DH. These are gonna be some hot topic items that may or may not get some support. But look, baseball is an amazing sport. It's an America's pastime for a reason stop messing with the rules of the game no, and like just let minimum. it be nope we don't need a three batter <laughs> minimum we don't need a universal dh one of my favorite things in the freaking world is watching an out of shape pitcher who can absolutely deal on the mound step in the box and whiff it <laughs> it's hilarious or you know you get those instances where you get like a madison Bumgarner or a that grinky that can actually hit and it's so cool to watch them either hit a home run or to put the ball in play and to help their team i love watching batters hit i
2: agree with that but the three batter minimum is a, just one way that they're trying to, to speed the game up and you gotta the you, game doesn't need to be sped yes, up it does. No, it doesn't. yes it does listen
1: listen. the game does not need to be sped up it's perfect the way it is linda 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 <laughs> linda linda listen the, the three batter something. the three batter minimum <laughs> little rule little essentially eliminates lefty specialists and takes out a whole piece of strategy that's involved with baseball and it breaks my heart i hate it stop messing with the rules just leave baseball how it is we don't need to change It at all. the next thing I would do would be create a salary cap and a floor because there are too many non-competitive teams in baseball that can't compete because they can't afford to buy all-star players like the Yankees like the Dodgers like big market teams can and it really hurts the sport we need a salary cap and we need a salary floor so you also on the other end don't have teams like the Rockies and the Diamondbacks who are spending a sixth of the salary that the Yankees are spending like it has to be more competitive and the best way (laughs) you can do that is by (laughs) installing a salary cap and floor
2: i feel like (laughs) this is one of those things where it's like why it it seems so like such a no-brainer yeah and i just don't understand why it doesn't exist
1: i don't I, i could not tell you i i have no idea why there's not a salary cap and floor in baseball and it's so stupid to me because there are so many teams that can't compete or keep up with the yankees and the dodgers of the world because they don't have the money to do it and it's stupid anyways the next thing I would do is I would let the Yankees players keep their beards. My God, what a dumb rule. Let them have a beard and, or a mustache for frick's sake. They're grown adults. <laughs> if they want to have a beard <laughs> or a I mustache. Missed that one. <laughs> You, they're not allowed to have facial hair at all so
0: that per, is ridiculous per, per what like general manager
1: per the yankees like the yankees are just enforced Absolutely having no ridiculous. they also don't have names on the backs of so their jerseys weird,
0: rich ri- white men making rules yeah the yankees That's haven't changed
1: bad. their uniforms in forever they That's don't have like names on the I back When I
0: first got into
2: broadcasting the station that i worked for in colorado springs told me that i had to cut my yep. hair to my shoulders and couldn't wear eyeliner and i was like they're like when you work for espn you can wear whatever you want but in <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Until then, it's purple eyeshadow, no eyeliner, and you're going to chop your hair. Otherwise, you're not on air.
1: Yeah, stupid. Let Let the Yankees players keep their facial hair. They're grown men. They're adults. I think it's so dumb. All right. I have no more TV blackouts. I'm seriously tired of this. Baseball is the most uh, infuriating with their TV blackouts. I if, like you can't watch Diamondbacks games in Arizona. Are you kidding me?
2: That is the dumbest way to not grow the sport. Stop the television blackouts. The other thing is that the I. So I grew up. Full disclosure, I grew up in Cleveland, and I i haven't lived in cleveland since i was 18 that was a long time ago yeah i can't watch indians games yeah it's so like i literally cannot follow the team and so my fandom has just been like well i would love to say that i know i can really follow this team but the truth of the matter is i can't and so i just sort of fell out of it
1: yeah it's ridiculous baseball is the worst with their blackouts the problem of them not being able to grow the sport has a lot to do with their blackout policies. so thanks a lot for that manfred um, the last two things I would do is I would make the D-backs go back to purple and teal. I don't care that the Rockies are also purple. I think you can have two purple teams in a league that's, or in a division that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And purple and teal is way better than the tan and red and black, whatever disaster combo that they have on right now. And then finally, I would install myself as permanent commissioner and fireman
0: forever. You also have put Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame up there. Right? Uh, yeah,
1: I, I address that first. Oh, <laughs> I missed okay, that one. I'm sorry. Um, sorry, Manfred. Move the heck over. There's a new woman in town, and I'm going to do a way better job than you, buddy.
0: <laughs> I really like Josh's suggestion to allow steroids. I want to see some 500-foot bombs off 102-mile-per-hour fastballs. Honestly, I wouldn't hate. I that. don't mind ju- I don't
2: <clears throat> mind keeping the balls juiced, juiced either. I don't yeah. know why they
0: like got rid of that. I yeah. I was
2: all for all for that method because for me, <clears throat> more home runs the freaking better. I yeah. know the pitchers hate it and it you, Get know, over and it. Well, you Do you know why they did it? This
1: is not confirmed but this is what everybody believes so the year that there were a bunch of free agent pitchers going to hit the market they juiced the balls so that their stats would be affected so they wouldn't have to be paid as much and then the (laughs) year the year after that they deadened the ball so that that when there was a huge (laughs) class of free market hitters
2: that their stats wouldn't be as i'm not even kidding like this is like a thing i hadn't actually i hadn't actually heard the theory that was tied to like the salary issues of it i just know i just know that they they for sure like changed the ball but i didn't they juiced it one year and then the next year they deadened it, so it was harder to hit yeah isn't that crazy if it does i mean that is the most screwed up thing i've ever heard of if that actually is what happened happened. either way i'm all for juicing the ball i don't know that Steroids are good for you. One of my so, hottest no, takes is that put steroids
0: into in body.
2: <laughs> um, one of my hottest takes is that
1: steroids save baseball in the nineties after the lockout, and it looks like we might have to do something like that again because God knows how long we're gonna have to wait without it, and there's a whole bunch of people who don't care about it, and the only way to get them interested is to hit bombs. So you know what? Moonshots <laughs> for everybody. Yes. Do steroids? Stand- no, do steroids? Don't do steroids. I don't indro- ind- uh, ind- endorse drug use. Do whatever you want. Do whatever what you want. Do whatever you want. I'm yeah. not going to drug test you. you want. Want. I fired Manfred, and I'm now the commissioner. <laughs> I'm not going
2: to drug test you. I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> just I just kidding. don't. My, my whole thing. Okay, I don't want to be Debbie Downer on this. Just real quick. I, I don't. I know that like uh, a, a lot of football players talk about like you know having to take X amount of like drugs and things like that to not feel pain and go and then people have gotten. Uh, you know, addicted to certain things and, like, whatever. I would hate for something, like... And I know we've already been through an era that hasn't really been out there but also it wasn't legal so that's probably a reason why i would hate to come back after the fact and be like well since everyone else was taking them i was also taking them and again that what that happened we just we just don't really talk about it as much and because i felt like i had to you know keep pa- on par with everybody else now i have like these repercussions and whatever i don't know enough about steroids but i don't think they're good for you so that's like my yeah. only legitimate like Chris thing. asking what about
1: the sticky stuff um as commissioner if you want to increase your spin rate by using sticky stuff I'm not going to stop you. I'm also not going to check you. So let's stop that stupid random sticky stuff check. Anyways, there's a bunch of stuff I, mean, I would do. Could I could really go on for some hours. I pictures
2: off if you don't have the <laughs> sticky stuff
1: and you're being Ugh. accused of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. All right. Well, that was our uh, State this of the State like address. This no fun league to I me. I know. Y'all. It's like, literally, not... you guys, I could talk about this for Sheesh. hours. Baseball, there's so many issues with it. And Manfred is an idiot. I will die on that hill. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us for the State of the State address. (laughs) that is what we would do as commissioners follow us on twitter let us know if you agree with our opinions or if you don't don't tell us because we don't care just kidding um (laughs) make sure to join the phnx family at goPHNX.com. sign up to be a member so you can get access to all of our really cool stuff including a written content and our members only discord thank you so much for joining us on the phoenix sports podcast this has been the state of the state address and we will see you next week